0: Chapter 1. The Strange Man's Arrival The stranger came early in February, one wintry day, through a biting wind and a driving snow, the last snowfall of the year, over the down, walking, as it seemed, from Bramblehurst railway station and carrying a little black portmanteau in his thickly gloved hand. He was wrapped up from head to foot, "'and the brim of his soft felt hat hid every inch of his face but the shiny tip of his nose. "'The snow had piled itself against his shoulders and chest "'and added a white crest to the burden he carried. "'He staggered into the coach and horses, "'more dead than alive as it seemed, "'and flung his portmanteau down. "'A fire!' he cried. "'In the name of human charity, a room and a fire!' "'He stamped and shook the snow from off himself in the bar. "'and followed Mrs Hall into a guest parlour to strike his bargain. "'And with that much introduction, that and a ready acquiescence to terms "'and a couple of sovereigns flung upon the table, "'he took up his quarters in the inn. "'Mrs Hall lit the fire and left him there "'while she went to prepare him a meal with her own hands. "'A guest to stop at Ipping in the wintertime was an unheard of piece of luck, "'let alone a guest who was no haggler.' and she was resolved to show herself worthy of her good fortune. As soon as the bacon was well under way, and Millie, her lymphatic aid, had been brisked up a bit by a few deftly chosen expressions of contempt, she carried the cloth, plates and glasses into the parlour and began to lay them with the utmost éclat. Although the fire was burning up briskly, she was surprised to see that her visitor still wore his hat and coat, standing with his back to her and staring out of the window at the falling snow in the yard. His gloved hands were clasped behind him, and he seemed to be lost in thought. She noticed that the melted snow that still sprinkled his shoulders dropped upon her carpet. Can I take your hat and coat, sir, she said, and give them a good dry in the kitchen? No, he said without turning. She was not sure she had heard him and was about to repeat her question. He turned his head and looked at her over his shoulder. I prefer to keep them on. "'he said with emphasis, "'and she noticed that he wore big blue spectacles with side-lights "'and had a bushy side-whisker over his coat-collar "'that completely hid his cheeks and face. "'Very well, sir,' she said. "'As you like. In a bit the room will be warmer.' "'He made no answer, and had turned his face away from her again, "'and Mrs Hall, feeling that her conversational advances were ill-timed, "'laid the rest of the table-things in a quick staccato and whisked out of the room.